Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Guy Nation, welcome to the show here on another Friday afternoon. QT and Sign Guy with you as normal. Some show notes if you are looking for some professional wrestling today and tomorrow. Tonight you have WCW at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio, AEPW in Frankfort, Kentucky, and WFS in Bluefield, West Virginia. Tomorrow night, WTS in Fortville, Indiana, FHW in Bayville, New Jersey, SPW in Carterville, Illinois, MPW in Kenna, West Virginia, NWP in Gosport, Indiana, AACW in Kokomo, Indiana, Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana, NWF in Covington, Kentucky, Innovate Wrestling in Kingsport, Tennessee, and TWF tomorrow night in Sacramento, California. So lots of wrestling out there. If there is a show near you, go support it. Independent still making their way back, so get out there. And enjoy the independence. Well, QT, we are still waiting on our guest to join us, but while we wait, you perhaps have a page from Mr. Popper's Penguin. I can I cannot uh, find Mr. Popper's Penguin at the moment. However, oh, come on, would, come on! I I I was going to ask if there were any wrestlers present at the first uh, ball game ever to be held in Iowa in a cornfield. Do you know if there's any wrestlers that attended? Um, I cannot confirm or deny. That is the stomping grounds of Chief Atakulakula, so maybe the Chief stopped in. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny that. But, QT, are you going to try this new food that they had available at the ballpark last night? The apple pie hot dog. Ooh, now that sounds pretty good. Now, is that is that kind of like your standard corn dog, but they make the batter extra thick and they put sliced apples between the hot dog and the batter. Is that what they do? Uh, it's more or less like a pie that has a hot dog in it uh, with a little bit of drizzle of apple mustard and Desara sugar. Well, a pie that has a hot dog in it isn't it? Isn't it that kind of like a modified uh, a corn dog? Uh, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I believe the apple pie hot dog will be a little bit sweeter than that. But I'll find mm. out. I plan to make some this week. I was just at Double D Meat in Mount Lake Terrace, Washington, to pick up the Mariner dogs. 
Now, do those Mariner dogs come in like a like six to a pack or or eight to a pack? The hot dogs. Uh, no, you just uh, tell them how much you want, and they get it for you. Uh, but it looks like do. our guest is here, QT. Let's bring him on right away. I would like to welcome back to the show, World of Hurt Wrestling timekeeper, Mike Blair. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. How are you? Doing all right today. Thank you so much for being with us. And since the last time we had you on the show, things have changed dramatically in the world in general, professional wrestling in particular as well. I know uh, up in your area, things are just starting to move towards resuming live wrestling. What has the break been like for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, It's been actually very difficult for me. I mean, for obvious reasons, I've been missing wrestling quite a bit, missing my wrestling family, missing the fans. Um, You know, it it's wrestling is all about the fans um without them there's no wrestling and i've been missing the fans um been missing the wrestling family and uh a whole lot of um personal issues uh have also come along um since this whole pandemic so uh yeah it'll be nice to have some normalcy and good stuff happening back in my life again. Absolutely. Now, my understanding is World of Hurt resumes in several more weeks, and it looks like you are bringing in the current Impact Wrestler of the Year and the current defending Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion, Deanna Perrazzo, that's a pretty good catch for first show back post-pandemic. How excited are you to have someone that has the credentials of Deanna Perrazzo coming to that first show? I'm I'm very excited. Um, just to give you a little history, we've actually had her wrestling with us before, and she is she's awesome to work with. She's an excellent worker, performer. Um, excellent with the fans. She is top-notch. Well, now she is, of course, on a national scale. She's not only got impact, but she also has the all-female NWA pay-per-view at the end of this month, just a very short time before she comes to Vermont. When you get someone that, even if they've been with you before, but when they return and they've got that national exposure, for someone like yourself that is part of the company, does that make your excitement level jump up a little bit, knowing that you're going to have someone in the house that all the fans watch on television? Um, I've, I've actually been very excited when um we've gotten some you know former 
WWE wrestlers in there that I used to watch when I was a kid um, that I looked up to as a hero. Um, it, it was really exciting for me for that. Um, you know, with Deanna, I'm I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that she is still her normal self. Um, you know, I hope she's well grounded, and uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to see Deanna again. I'm happy for her. I I wish her the best of success, and uh, yeah, I hope uh, I hope she still is pleasant with all of us in the wrestling business and uh, pleasant with all the fans. Hopefully that is the case for sure. I was, I was kind of excited when I met like uh, people like uh, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Mick Foley, um, Tito Santana, you know, some of those all that great uh, names. Some of those that I grew up watching when I was a kid, you know, it's like, wow, I'm actually meeting these these great wrestlers. And, you know, all of them, all of the ones I mentioned were just fantastic to meet. Little known fact, I almost died right in front of Hacksaw Jim Duggan once. Oh, no. What happened there? Well, there were some rogue firemen, and they attempted to commit sports entertainer side on me, and they threw me face first into a cement floor from around 15 feet in the air. Hacksaw thought Ow. I was a goner, but I was all right. <laughs> I'm glad you're all right. That, that must have been scary. Well, it was for Hacksaw. <laughs> uh, it didn't hurt you at all? Uh, yeah, but I healed up. That cement floor still has a dent in it to this very day. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, Hacksaw is Hacksaw is fun to meet. He he really loves the crowd. He's he's all about wrestling. He's he loves the business. Now, actually, I've got a funny. I've got a funny little story to tell you about um, me and Hacksaw, if you'd, if you'd like to hear it. Absolutely. Well, um, our show was taking place over in Whitehall, New York, which is, you know, somewhat close to uh, his city of Glens Falls, where he grew up. And so we kind of had a welcoming home show for him and a birthday show because his birthday was right there. So we gave him all, you know, a birthday cake and everything and made him feel very happy and welcome. Well, he he did something to surprise me. Um, you know, he was introduced um, in his match. He came out and, you know, had a great time with the crowd and everything and then the referee pointed to me to ring the bell and so I rang the bell like I did and he, all of a sudden he just goes hold up there who's that that rang the bell and I was like oh no what did I do wrong I've got Hacksaw Jim the Hacksaw Jim Duggan saying who rang the bell it's like oh my gosh what did I do wrong and I was 
raised my hand sheepishly going, that was, that'd be me. He goes, you did a great job. He did the old thumbs up. And the crowd loved it. The crowd roared, and it's like, oh, well, thank you. And when you get guys like a Hacksaw Duggan or a Tito Santana or even just your local wrestlers there in Vermont, oftentimes, no matter what role you have on a show, advice is given from people that have more experience or have different perspectives. In the course of your career, what would you say has been some of the better advice that you've been given? Wow. Um, I've gotten, I have gotten a lot of advice throughout the years. Um, I, I think I've even given a little bit of advice um, um, to young referees that are coming up in the business. Um, I always try to tell them to keep an eye on me. That's keeping track of the time. And, uh, you know, we'll work on the mat, you know, the time of the match together. Um, so I, I try to try to work with the referees as closely as possible. Um, you know, the, uh, the advice that I've gotten throughout the years is to, uh, you know, pretty much stay, you know, right on time. Um, keep the matches, you know, relatively, relatively short. So, you know, you don't lose your audience. And, uh, you know, kind of pay attention to the audience. If, uh, if your audience is not into the match, then, you know, definitely, uh, signal the referee about that. But, uh, that's pretty much the advice that I've gotten, and it's it's worked pretty well. Luckily enough, our crowds at World of Hurt Wrestling uh, get into every match, so I don't have a problem with that. One of the things that I think will be very, very popular this year, and I think so far has for places that have reopened, is an outdoor show uh, during the spring and summer. They're usually fairly plentiful in a lot of places, but I think right now with restrictions and so forth, they're going to be a more uh, desirable option for a lot of promotions. Do you do a lot of outdoor shows just in general, and do you have an opinion on how those go compared to the indoor venues? I've done both indoor and outdoor shows. Um, most of the time, um, most of the time, our shows are indoors. Um, but I, you know, we've done them outside. The only hazard that that usually comes up when they're an outdoor show is you never know when Mother Nature might throw a rainstorm your way. Um, rain, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you've 
wrestled in a rainstorm, but it makes things extremely slippery. Particularly if you have a vinyl mat. Vinyl mat or the ropes. Also very true. That's why I try to stay away from the ropes if there's much rain going on. Yeah, and unfortunately here in the Northeast, um, we have gotten a lot of rain. We usually get a lot of rain throughout the summer. We're in the opposite of that here in the Pacific Northwest. We're currently in a drought, but hopefully the next outdoor show you have, we'll see some good weather. Well, hopefully. Uh, our Our next show is going to be indoors, but it's got a lot of ventilation, um, lots of doors that can be opened, like big garage doors. So it's it's nothing to be afraid of. Um, I've been fully vaccinated, so uh, I believe a lot of our wrestlers have been as well. So I don't think that's too big of a concern to us. I'm glad to hear that for sure. I'm glad everyone's, for the most part, vaccinated and doing their part. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a fun illness to get. I actually suffered through the, uh, the virus myself back in February. Well, I'm glad you were doing better for sure and hope that you don't have to suffer with that anymore. And... One of the things that can happen with timekeepers I've seen on shows is sometimes, usually due to a miscommunication, there can be errors at the timekeeping position, whether it is uh, time is off a little bit so they don't mesh with what the actual time is of a match. Sometimes ringing the bell becomes an issue it doesn't get rang or rang at a wrong time, just depending on the specific duties of a timekeeper for a specific promotion. Have you ever run into the problem of making an error while performing timekeeping duties? Um, unfortunately, I have had an error or two, um, and, uh, you know, I... I try not to let that happen because I take a lot of pride in my work. Um, But, I mean, things can happen. Um, You know, when, you know, I'm trying to keep track of the time, um, you know, and the match ends very quickly, um, you know, it just catches me off guard sometimes. And, uh, I, I missed the cue to ring the bell. So sometimes the uh, sometimes the ring announcer will say, um, you have to ring the bell now. And it's like, oh, darn, um, didn't notice that. It, it happens. It's embarrassing when that happens. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, I have been present when there was 
a timekeeper that got a little bit too carried away on a 10-bell salute and actually went to 13. So, oh, jeez. Sometimes embarrassing oh mistakes will happen. Unfortunately, I you know, mistakes can happen. Um, yeah, I... When I'm doing a 10-bell salute, I try to be very cautious and do, you know, the 10 bells not go over or under because, uh, you know, it's a whole lot of respect for the wrestler that passes away. I want to make sure that that comes out as perfect as possible. Absolutely. Very commendable that you try to get it perfect for the deceased. Now, one of the things that I've noticed over my years in the business is every show, for the most part, has at least one person on staff, be it a wrestler or timekeeper or the ring announcer or whoever, that is certified in first aid. They know CPR. They're a first responder or they've I got certification. On shows that you do, do you have someone that works for the company that is someone that is certified to perform first aid if the need were to arise? Yes. Um, Our shows take place mostly over in New York. So we're part of the Athletic Commission in New York. And they make it mandatory that there is an actual doctor that is at all of our shows, one, to check the health and well-being of the wrestlers. The doctor will not let them wrestle if there's any health concerns at all. And um, he is always present in the crowd if there's a medical emergency So there is always a doctor on hand at our shows. Probably makes the wrestlers feel a little bit more at ease having a doctor there. Um, Sometimes at ease, sometimes it frustrates them because, I mean, you know, they could have, you know, you know, a little uh, nick or something, um, you know, on their skin, and he'd look at it and say, no, no, you got an injury, but, you know, I just cut myself. Yep, you can't wrestle tonight. So it's like, it it can get a little bit stressful sometimes for the wrestlers. I can definitely understand that, but a lot of times you want to be safe rather than sorry, just so nothing happens to anybody. Exactly, exactly. No, our uh, wrestlers are uh, really good. They do mind the doctor. Um, They listen to the doctor. They will not wrestle if the doctor says you can't wrestle. And, um, you know, they're they're very good performers. They, uh, you know, they uh, take good care of themselves. They don't, and the other wrestlers that they're working with, they... You know, they don't want anyone to get severely injured or anything. So, 
One of the things that has been very helpful the last year and a half or so for a lot of independent promotions is live streaming uh, since a lot of places had restrictions where they couldn't have a live audience. A lot of promotions at the independent level would live stream from their training facility and put on basically training shows that people could watch uh, via whatever streaming service they used. Do you think that live streaming is going to be something that stays with independent wrestling long term or do you think that live streaming won't be as popular once things get 100% back to normal just because it could take away from the live attendance? Um, well, we haven't we haven't used live streaming at all um, throughout the whole pandemic. Um, we just we just basically had no shows at all throughout the whole pandemic. Um, we would we would say you know shows coming back when the pandemic is over with. But we had absolutely no shows. Um, we wanted people to stay safe. Um, you know, there was there was nothing going on, so we we did not have any live streaming. Um, I don't think I don't think our wrestlers would actually do too well with live streaming because they they tend to work well off the crowd. They uh, they definitely use the crowd to their advantage during their matches. Absolutely, it's a whole different atmosphere when you're wrestling in front of no live crowd versus any type of live crowd, be it 30 people or 30,000. There's definitely a difference when there's people reacting. Oh, without a doubt. I, I, on a side note, I do have to say I like the way the WWE um, performed their their crowd um, with the TV monitors. I thought that was clever. I I really enjoyed watching the fans watching through these TV monitors. That was that was neat. Well, at this point in time, my co-host QT is standing by, and I know he has questions as well, so I'm going to pass you along to him for a bit. Certainly. Well, thank you, Sangai. Hello, Mike. Hello. Mike, is there a World of Hurt Wrestling uh, event coming up on September 23rd on a Friday at the Rutland Fairgrounds? Yes, there is a... um... There is a show uh, coming up with World of Hurt Wrestling at the Rutland Fairgrounds at the Royce Mandigo Arena. It's an actual indoor um, facility, but like I said, there's lots of big garage doors that are opened um, as long as the uh, weather is good. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's it's not – there's a roof over it. It's a building, but there's lots of windows that can be opened. Um, it's it's really a nice, nice place. Um, it's kind of not so nice in the winter. Um, it gets a little drafty. Whoa. Well, now in an iconic uh, uh, segment of Turnbuckle Turmoil, we interviewed a wrestler who wrestled like in a fire truck hangar. And this hangar had uh, doors leading out to a field. And inside this airplane hangar or truck hangar, there was a set of stairs that led up to two levels. And on the way up was a mailbox with one of those flags that you put up if a mailbox was in. My question is, this venue at the Rutland Fairgrounds, if it also has a staircase of two levels that has a mailbox on it, that maybe you can raise the flag if mail is in for certain wrestlers that come down the stairs. Um, I I don't know of any mailbox there, but um, um, I I don't think it's two levels. I believe it's it's one level. Um, it used to be a, a hockey rink at one time. Ooh, uh huh. Hockey rink. So uh, were you a big were you a big fan of the wrestler known as a goon? I've I've seen the goon before. He he was a pretty good performer actually. I thought he was he was not too bad. And uh, I just want to I just want to make a little correction to something that you said. It's not the twenty third that our show is. It's Friday, September third. Oh, oh, a little bit of bump up there. Okay, the third. Okay, yep, that's the, still, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, Friday, September third. Um, we do have Diana Perizzo supposed to be there. Um, also, we've got uh, Hall of Famer Tony Atlas supposed to be there. Oh, okay. All right. Now, what's uh, Miss? Per- How do you pronounce her last name? Perizzo. Uh, Perizzo. Is she any relationship to Tony Soprano? Does she have any family ties? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. No, oh, okay. I, uh, I think she. I think she's a tougher wrestler than Tony Soprano could be. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I've seen. Tony Soprano in, in some fights on TV. And he seems to hold his own. Maybe not any uh, wrestling. Side. If I was a betting man, I would put the money on Diana. Okay. It, you think if, if Tony was still alive, she could slap a figure four leg lock on, leg lock on him as he's eating the sandwich? Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, she was... Uh, she was a former NXT wrestler. Um, then in she's in Impact Wrestling. She's she's tough. She's as tough as you can get. She's a great wrestler. Yeah, I would. If I was a betting man, I would definitely put the money on Diana. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, Mike, do you know a wrestler named Danny Adam? Adam. That Danny Adam. Yes. I can't say his, that name sounds familiar. Is he a local guy to the West Coast? 
No, I think he's in the Northeast. I think he made an appearance at World of Hurt. I'm not sure if he's on your staff of World of Hurt. I don't think he is. But I think he was a guest once at World of Hurt. It was on the Facebook page. Okay. Um, I know we've had a guest of Dangerous Danny Davis, the former referee that turned wrestler. Well, for for a, a little bit, I thought Danny Atom was a former member of the tag team of Danger and Jeff Starr. That's what I thought. Oh, definitely I Jeff Starr. I I'm well aware of him. He's wrestled with us many a times. He's a fantastic, fantastic performer. He's an excellent wrestler. The crowd loves him. He's a hometown favorite. He's oh, okay. he's fun to watch. Now, uh, Mike, have you ever been to Niagara Falls with World of Hurt member Mr. Man? And how far is uh, that Niagara Falls from Rutledge, Vermont? It's a two-tiered question. Well, um, the city is Rutland, Vermont. Rutledge. Um, that, it's, um, it's probably a couple hours away. Uh, Mr. Mann usually works with us. He is He is fantastic. Um, the crowd boos him like crazy. He's uh, oh, okay. he's a very conniving individual. He he likes to uh, you know, be kind of weaselish, kind of a like mix Bobby between yeah, like Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, kind of a mix between all of the the. Bad guy managers, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jimmy Hart, um, Classy Freddie Blassie. He's he's definitely a mix of all of them. Oh, okay. But you've never taken a road trip with him to Niagara Falls. That's what you're saying? No, I've never taken a road trip with him to Niagara Falls. I have been to Niagara Falls, but not for wrestling. Um, the wrestling shows that I've been to are pretty much in Vermont, um, you know, upstate New York, um, not western New York where Niagara Falls are. Um, I haven't traveled down near New York City at all. Oh, That's okay. just the area that I, about as far as I can reach is um, Albany, New York, Okay, now at, at at Niagara Falls, what months uh, do you have to wear a yellow raincoat there? Is it from October <laughs> till April? A yellow raincoat. That's a, that's a good question. I I I would I would say that you should wear a yellow raincoat anytime when you're at Niagara Falls because that that mist from the falls, you know, tends to go all over the viewing platforms. Yes, I I would tend to think that uh, that mist would be partially frozen in winter, which would make for a good wrestling venue or stipulation match, Niagara Falls mist match. That was... 
That would be interesting. Um, I don't actually, I don't know if the falls actually freeze. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, they've got so much water coming over them. Um, I don't know if they actually freeze. Well, you know, I think the mist uh, has a tendency to freeze like a fog, which brings me to my next question. Are you going to go to the manager of World of Hurt and uh, uh, say that maybe you could uh, try a, a frozen mist match where you could have a high-speed fan and a block of dry ice and maybe a <laughs> cup of water and have a frozen mist match? Are you going to talk oh. to the commission? Well, that sounds like I, – I don't know if uh, it would be a frozen mist match or more like a frozen mismatch. Um, I think the ice and the frozen mist might win on that one. Um, I can't picture any wrestlers uh, doing too well on ice. Oh, okay. All right. Except maybe Tanya Harding, if she got back into wrestling. Yes. Oh, my Tanya Harding. goodness. Yeah, that she <laughs> That, that woman, that woman would scare me. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, yes. Uh, Tanya Harding in a, in a no holds barred frozen mismatch. Yes, I'd like to. Well, I'd pay big money to see that. Okay. Yeah, I I would pay money to actually see you wrestle against Tanya Harding. That would be that would be interesting. Oh. No, I I had been working out. That's for sure. Yes. Okay. Well, very good. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, well. Mike, uh, you are the timekeeper for World of Hurt. Are you familiar with the famous photograph of the watch that is frozen forever in time and was rendered so by the Hiroshima atomic bomb blast? Yes, I have seen that. Um, boy, I haven't talked about that in years. Um, yeah, I have seen that, like I said, a long time ago. Okay, uh, how much do you think a photograph of this watch that was frozen in time at Hiroshima and your current heavyweight champ at World of Hurt, if he autographed a picture of that frozen in time? <laughs> Go for it. That, that would be interesting. Um... Yeah, I, I'm i not going to uh, try to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, that sounds like something that the timekeeper should autograph, being a watch. Yeah. Yes, maybe that would be yeah. better if you autographed it. Yes. I'm yeah. Okay. I could um, take five bucks for one, or four, four fifty nine. Four fifty nine. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no, okay. That's, that's a lot more than I usually charge for my autographs. No, very good. Okay. Yes. Well, Mike, I saw the YouTube video entitled World of Hurt Wrestling Steel Cage Alden Brothers Shane and Eric 2019. Are you familiar yeah. with this YouTube video? Um, I mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I've I don't know if I've seen the video or not, but I was at that show. That was a great show, very popular with the fans. Um, those two are great wrestlers wrestling against each other and in a tag team match 
with each other. Um, yeah, I was definitely at that show. It was fun. Who was the referee with the cheese square on his head? He was parading <laughs> around with the cheese block. Well, he's actually one of our one of our wrestlers. He was injured at the time. That's why he was uh, doing some refereeing and uh, helping out, filling in at the timekeeper's table. Um, that's uh, Mikey Cheese. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. he's he's one of our one of our wrestlers. He's he's great. Um, yeah, actually, kind of reminds me of um, oh gosh, um, uh, a former WWE wrestler. Um, the name escapes me right now. Um, from uh, Long Island, New York, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe you can. Oh, maybe you can help me there. I, w- I was going to say Chris Jericho, but I'm wrong there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know Chris Jericho is uh, great. You know, yeah, I, I could see some comparisons to Mikey Cheese with him. Okay. Well, Mike, at the 15 minute and 22 second mark, a wrestler with black and yellow striped trunks climbed to the top of the cage, and he was the one with a modified mohawk on his head, and he did like a 180-degree uh, uh, circle uh, or a flop on top of a fallen wrestler on t- after he leaped off the top of the steel cage. Was that Eric Alden? Uh, that could be. I don't remember exactly who that was um it it could have been Shane Shane actually sometimes wrestles in the yellow the yellow trunks sometimes okay Shane Alden okay all right yeah, yeah does, he, he, uh, does he sport does he like a modified mohawk um i don't think either of them really sport mohawks but uh you know it could have been um their hair could have gotten messed up right now i believe shane is bald oh wow okay okay yeah yeah well you know times change so sometimes they like to uh shave all their hair and uh you know i i usually like to uh go with a bald head before the wrestling matches too All right. Okay. Well, Mike, being from Vermont, can you tell our Turnbuckle Turmoil listeners what your top three brands of maple syrup are? Well, um, definitely, uh, definitely the the three um, qualities they are as usually uh, a light amber, a medium amber, and a dark amber. I see. Are dark ambers usually the ones that come from from the uh, best hardwood trees, the best hardwood trees, where the lighter ones they, are a little bit mid-grade? They all come from the same maple sugaring trees. They're, they're maple trees. It's just how 
much they're cooked. The dark amber ones tend to be um, richer um, and sweeter. They're more used in baking or cooking than what you'd put on your pancakes or your waffles. Usually, oh, okay. uh, usually pancakes and waffles, you go with a light amber or medium amber. It depends on how much of a robust maple syrup flavor flavor you like. I see. Well, this brings me back to my next wrestling question. Have you ever seen the YouTube video, uh, and it's called Seinfeld, The Best of Pancakes? And this uh, <laughs> is... Jerry went out to breakfast with his pretend wife, the lady who played Monica Geller on Friends, and they snuck in a bottle of specialty syrup into into, uh, Jerry's uh, favorite uh, eating establishment. Have you seen that one? Uh, Yes, I have seen that. Um, Yeah, that was – there's been many fun fun episodes of Seinfeld – they, um, you don't have to actually worry about sneaking in a uh, bottle of uh, real Vermont maple syrup to uh, many of our eating establishments because uh, many of them here actually use real Vermont maple syrup. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, they, they offer them. That... The... Go, go they ahead. They offer them at the they offer them right at the table. Um, you can have your choice of real Vermont maple syrup or the store brand. And uh, I particularly don't know why you'd want to use the store brand. but Yes, some of that store brand is the stuff that comes in 25-gallon white buckets, and it's usually just artificially flavored corn syrup. No wonder why Jerry snuck in a bottle of specialty syrup. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Actually, um, an interesting little story about syrup is um, a lot of uh, our Vermont National Guard and stuff like that, um, to make our troops feel more at home when they're overseas, they actually supply them with real Vermont maple syrup. Wow. Well, Mike, as you remember, one of the uh, the key moments of that video uh, in, uh, was when uh, the waiter, or I, I think it might have been the cook, came over to the table, and he puts his hands on the table, and he looks at Jerry, and he looks at Monica Geller, and he goes, we don't allow any outside condiments or maple syrup in here. And he was very serious. That sounds like a a New York restaurant. Yes. But uh, to his credit, that cook or waiter, I think he was the the cook or or a bouncer, did not take Jerry's maple syrup, but he said he would confiscate it if he did it again. Yes. Hmm. And that leads to that leads to my next question. Is there a world of hurt wrestler? that you would uh, like to recreate this scene with during intermission at a World of Hurt event? 
Well, um, actually, I I would love to create any scenes from a comedy show with uh, Mr. Man. He 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 is himself a comedy act. He is great. Is there any wrestler that could act with Mr. Man on the iconic moment in Seinfeld where Newman and Kramer b- uh, brought the risk game on the subway and were playing risk and, and they uh, insulted a citizen of uh, the Ukraine and the Ukraine guy mashed his, uh, the risk board. Is there anyone that hmm. would act with Mr. Man on, on this? <laughs> Well, like I said, Mr. Man would do a great job. Um, Mikey Cheese could actually perform pretty well. Um, you know, he's got a a great sense of humor to him. Um, you know, he could pr- he could probably do a pretty good job with that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Mike, uh, I uh, will assign you the homework assignment of looking up sign the YouTube video. Seinfeld, the best of pancakes, the one where Jerry just wasn't quite ready for the responsibilities of a pretend marriage. Will you look this up? I will look that up. Uh, Yes, I have watched many Seinfeld episodes. Um, Love the uh, soup Nazi Seinfeld episode. That was one of my favorites. Well, you know, Jerry is kind of related to wrestling. He once went out with a girl with man hands, the size of the, and he said they were the size of George the Animal Steel's hands. So it's wrestling related. Yes. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. That works. Well, uh, um, yes, okay. I'm sure there well, are quite a few women that have huge hands. Yes, and and they can crack crab legs in half. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, they could they could crack me in half. Whoa. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Mike, good talking with you, and good luck with you with uh, 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 per, going or uh, let me see how would you uh, introducing the possibility of a Niagara Falls frozen mismatch with a. Uh, world of hurt, your world of hurt commissioner, and at this time I'm giving it back over to Sun Guy. All right. Thank you, Sun Guy. Well, Mike, if there are any listeners out there that have considered getting into professional wrestling as a timekeeper, what would your best advice be as far as? making that dream happen? Well, um, if, they're, if they're young kids, I would definitely say, say stay in school. Um, even, you know, even as much schooling as you can do, it will help you become a timekeeper. Um, you know, you have to understand how to run and read a clock, um, a watch, a stopwatch, you know, you just can't, you know, if you don't learn that basic stuff, it's going to be very difficult for you to be a timekeeper. 
Um, you have to learn to be disciplined and do your job correctly and, you know, and not be distracted. You have to do your job and, uh, you know, always remember that the fans are most important. So if the fans ask for an autograph, you more than happy sign an autograph, shake their hands, have your taking with them. Um, that's some of the best advice that I could possibly give. Um, you know, I never charge for an autograph. I'm always happy to sign something if a fan wants my autograph. If they want their picture taken with me, I'm very happy to pose for pictures. It's it's all about making the show better for the fans. Absolutely. Well, we're down to the last few minutes of the show, and I want to make sure that you have ample time. So if there is anything you would like to say to the listeners, plug and promote anything and everything, social medias, upcoming shows, merchandise, anything at all, floor is yours. Well, definitely. I'd love to see everyone in the in Rutland County, um, in upstate New York, um, all of the World of Hurt fans, I would love to see them in Rutland on Friday, September 3rd at the Royce Manigo Arena. It's going to be a great show. Um, love all the wrestlers that's, that are going to be there. It's, it's a great building. Um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the tickets are, are very reasonable priced. Um, $20. That's, that's a great price for a good few hours show of wrestling it's just like what you see on the in the wwe it is it is excellent wrestling um our wrestlers train very hard train in their craft very hard and uh they put on the best shows that they possibly can every show so i i would hope to see you there at rutland vermont at the Royce Bandigo Arena on Friday, September 3rd. Um, I think you'd have a great time, and please be sure to say hi when you show up at the show. Um, you know, if you don't if you don't come up to me and say hi, I I'm I really don't know who's who's there because we usually have a really good crowd that comes to the shows. Well, hopefully you will have a lot of people listening to this come up and ask for an autograph and say hello, and I hope you have a very, very full house on the 3rd there in Rutland, Vermont. Well, thank you very much. Will we see you at the show, Jason? I won't be able to make it to Vermont being on the other side of the country, but I do hope to make it there at some point. I would love to come up to Vermont and catch a World of Hurt show. Yeah, either Vermont or upstate New York, wherever our shows happen to be. This this show happens to be in Vermont. We, we tend to uh, move shows around to different venues. 
to, uh, you know, so fans can, you know, either travel less, you know, it, it's it's fun. It, it's a great time. I I love it. Well, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us again on the show today, and hopefully we'll have you back on at some point soon. And definitely best of luck to not only you, but everyone at World of Hurt as you make your return in September. Thank you very much. We're we're excited. We uh, It's been a long time coming, and uh, we're definitely excited to have the shows. Um, we want it to be the best show possible. For sure. Fans, definitely, if you're anywhere near the state of Vermont or in upstate New York, go check out the return of World of Hurt Wrestling. You have WWE Hall of Famer Tony Atlas. You have the current Knockouts Champion and the 2020 Impact Wrestler of the Year, Deanna Perrazzo. All your favorite local World of Hurt stars are going to be there, so make plans to join them. Before we sign off of here, I want to send our congratulations out to our former Washington State heavyweight champion and one half of the former Northwest Pro Tag Team Champions, the Lumberzack. He and uh, his wife had a baby daughter today, so he is added to his family. Congratulations to Lumberzack. And as we leave, uh, we want to make note that the wrestling world had another loss last night. Long-time professional wrestler and very famous professional wrestling trainer Dominic Danucci passed away. Uh, he is very, very famous in the 60s and 70s. Was a long-time staple in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, trained Mick Foley, Shane Douglas, and many, many, many more uh, so thoughts and prayers go out to his family and fans, and we believe you today we will hit the traditional ten bell salute. I, 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 great. 